Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com on this beautiful Sunday afternoon. They say it's going to be storming starting tomorrow night with thunder and lightning. Oh boy, I love it. My favorite weather. But I love the sun too. And we are all enjoying it here in Israel while it lasts. We are live, if you're listening, between 10 to 11 a.m. U.S. Eastern Time. Or if it's 4 to 5 p.m. holy time right here in the land of Israel, let me make a note to all or all of you should make a note that the clocks have changed. If you're listening in from the United States and some other countries that have already moved their clock up ahead an hour, Israel will not be doing that until another two weeks or so. So some of the shows that you're going to be hearing are going to be off schedule for you, not for us, but perhaps for you. All right. Uh, In any case, we are going to be talking about a lot of interesting things that are happening around the world today. One of them is the banking collapse or the economic collapse starting now in the United States uh, and what happened there, especially as it pertains to Israel. Also, uh, rule of thumb for metals investing. And this is an interesting topic, our guest is going to talk about today, and that is, should Germany exist? Let's see if we have any live listeners from Germany right now. Uh, Hi to everybody who's listening in from all all over the United States, Israel, the Netherlands, Canada, the United Kingdom, Japan, Spain, uh, where else? I'm looking all over. Uh, So we uh, welcome you to the show. Our numbers are on the top of our homepage at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com if you want to call in and comment on one of the topics that we are talking about on the show. So with no more, uh, with no further ado, let's go to our guest. We have joining us Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He is a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University. He's authored over 90 books and 400 research papers on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideast and world issues. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Thank you. All right, so let's start out with, I think is a big story, and the the news here in Israel has been covering it as well, and that is the uh, one of the one or two or more uh, banks uh, collapsing, and Israel, what is the connection? Well, the connection is vast. Uh, First of all, Israel, as everyone probably knows, is frequently called the startup nation. There are more startups in Israel than any place else in the world. Um, so a, a very large number of those startups have or had deposits in that bank, which is the startup bank of the United States, that, that, that the so-called SVB, Silicon Valley Bank, was a bank that was centered around the whole, uh, what, what the Americans call the ecosystem of, uh, of uh, uh, startups, particularly in the areas of high tech and health services. So uh, uh, um, uh, uh, there's a great deal of connection uh, between that and Israel. And there's also another connection, which is, I would almost call it humorous, but we'll talk about that in, in, in a few moments. We'll get to that. Um, uh, we, we need to, go, we need to be, be aware. That it, uh, I'm sort of uh, 
mildly disagree with you. It didn't just start now. I think this started with FTX. I think FTX was the mm. first thing, and I think part of what happened with FTX um, is being felt with SVB. I think SVB was uh, uh, active in the crypto space as well. I'm not certain what I'm saying, but some of the articles that I've been seeing appear to infer that. No one said it explicitly, mm -hmm. but there okay. appears to be some inference about that. Um, and we need to be aware that the financial issues in the United States are not standalone issues. We need to be aware that we're talking about something here which is strategic and not uh, 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 an isolated incident. And that's critical. Um, what I will also say, and perhaps I'm slightly impolite here, I'm, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, I'm sorry if this is considered impolite, but no listener to this show should be in any way uh, uh, surprised at uh, uh, what happened with uh, Silicon Valley Bank. I've been warning about it for months now. Right. I've been telling people, get your money out of the big banks. And when you move it into the, the, the smaller local banks, notice I skipped over regional, the smaller local banks, examine them very carefully. Many banks are vulnerable, and we will be seeing that soon. Let's get to the uh, nitty-gritty of the story right now, okay? So the... As we all know, the U.S. military has significant recruitment issues. Uh, Ukraine support has depleted U.S. military ammunition to an unprecedented extent. And the administration policies have in parallel depleted U.S. oil reserves. And what has all this got to do? We're talking about an epic economic event that's, going, that's coming down the line. And I'm seeing this from more from more and more analysts almost every day, even those that specialize in a specific area of the economy, like, for instance, metals. And we'll talk about metals a little bit later. Right. Um, so if, if we get to the actual uh, uh, issue of this buying specifics of this of this thing, um, it's the second largest financial institution failure in U.S. history. Uh SVB was the 16th largest U.S. bank. That's very, very large. It had over $200 billion in assets as of just two months ago. And I'll explain what that really means in just a moment. Um, it's the largest such finance, uh, uh, failure since 2008, to the, since the big failure of 2008. Uh, um, I should inject Paul here to... Um, Two comments uh, uh, to qualify why I'm specifically talking about this. First of all, uh, uh, as a result of the 2008 uh, um, uh, uh, world financial crisis that occurred, uh, as some people may know, the, uh, the United Nations created a, uh, a task force, a 100-person task force international to examine it, and I was one of the members of that. Um, task force. Hmm. Um, as people know, uh, the unmen are not exactly enamored with Israel or with Israelis, so it was not a trivial thing that I was a part of that group. Um, also, I'm not an actual economist. I'm a systems. I, I deal in systems engineering, and they specifically wanted people with that 
um, uh, background as well, not just on the economy. So that's one side of it. Now, as everyone probably has already heard, the FDIC, the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, has taken over uh, the bank, the uh, Silicon Valley Bank. And I should add here that uh, FDIC was a former client of mine, so I'm familiar with them. I consulted for them, oh, it must be about almost a quarter of a century ago, but they don't change much. They're basically an insurance company, and they pretty much do nothing but what they do. So there's no surprises there. What people need to know is this bank had approximately $175 billion in deposits, in client deposits in the bank. But only deposits that are up to $250,000 are insured by FDIC. So if you're a startup company and you had your uh, 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 venture capital cash stored in that bank, say you had $5 million in that bank, you have $250,000 as of tomorrow, um, and the rest of that cash may or may not appear, or it may appear partially or not at all. We don't know. No one knows. No one can know. We don't know what's going to happen with, that, with the rest of that cash. No one can know it at this point. These are the standard procedures of FDIC. Up to $250,000 is insured. That means that better than 90% of the total deposits are all uninsured. So people are thinking that the, that, that the actual clients of the bank have not been seriously injured. They're very wrong. So what does this mean, as we say in Hebrew, talkless, bottom line for people? Well, it means, first of all, that anyone who had more than $250,000 right. in that account, right. <laughs> what's above two hundred fifty, even if they had $250 million, what, anything above $250,000 right. is right now in escrow. There's no way of knowing if it'll ever return, and if it does, how much of it will return. Mm-hmm. Right. In most cases of this of this of this sort, only part of that money is actually returned because the bank has lost money. So, the money that they lo- that they've lost is the money basically of their depositors. And now, their stocks be aware have that gone down. A, a, a notification has already been given that all of apparently all of the officers of the bank have been madly selling their shares over the past few months right i read about that and if that doesn't raise somebody's eyebrow i don't know what does and if they put martha stewart in jail for something similar <laughs> all the more so for these for these people uh okay we're we're going to a break in another 45 seconds or so and I want to talk about what happened here in Israel with the banks. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. So we'll get to that in the next segment. But in, in this one, so besides the, that the people themselves uh, have anything over $250,000 in escrow, and they don't know if they're ever going to get that back, uh, it's gonna, it, doesn't it hit the stocks of that bank as well? So that bank oh, probably will never recover. Absolutely. Uh, the, the, the SVB stock has dropped by, by uh, uh, it already dropped by over 60% on Thursday. And I would guess that tomorrow would not be, it would not be traded at all. I'm not exactly certain of the legal procedure on that is. 
Okay, so hang on, everybody. We're going to a break. We're going to be right back. We are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. And as I said before, all of our shows will be airing an hour later if you've already changed your clocks. If your country has changed its clocks, Israel will only be changing its clocks in about another two weeks. So be aware of that when you want to come to listen to our live shows. All right. As well, uh, we have joining us uh, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. We're talking about the run on banks uh, the banking collapse cascade, and why don't we start from there? Okay, so how how does this on a collapse of this of this bank cascade uh, uh, um, uh, uh, through the economy? First of all, uh, as I said, mo- most of his clients are startups, which are high risk ventures in any case. So now their level of risk has risen sharply. So first of all, how do they pay? How, what about payroll? How do they pay their their employees, not to mention their their uh, uh, um, uh, their other uh, um, 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 uh, um, things that they purchase and things like that. If the cash is uh, is restored in its entirety, which is as I said unlikely, it will in any case be a very long involved process and takes a lot of time and effort. And if it's restored partially, who pays for that difference? So if a uh, 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 a company, has, a startup has managed to find $10 million from its investors and it now, and it's based all of its budgets and things on that $10 million and it now has, for instance, only eight or seven or nine or whatever, and it now has to rethink everything from the very beginning. The, the, the funders who previously funded startups, what do they do? How do they react? Do they continue to to fund these businesses? Do they help these businesses along? Or uh, a, a normal um, uh, a startup, not the exceptional ones, the normal ones, will grant uh, an investor about a 10% return on investment. Why take 10% of risk if you can get 5% from buying bonds? And we'll get to bonds in a moment because that's what actually caused this collapse. But okay, then, but they, and the third part is real estate. Already, we know that across the United States, home sales have fallen for 12 consecutive months. The largest, longest such trend since 1999. Commercial real estate is in in worse shape. All across the United States. So, how much ice are we not seeing in this uh, in this uh, 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 situation here? How much is kept under the water what do we not know okay there's a great deal of stuff here that we don't know what's going on now we need to understand how this bank collapsed what caused it to collapse i mean it was a big bank it had 200 billion dollars in assets why when a certain when it saw that it was having some problems why couldn't it simply sell off some assets well let, let, let me answer that first of all uh Norm right now is there's a 5% yield on the treasuries that they bought. The Fed has been forcing them, the banks across America, to purchase treasuries. Why do they do that? That's 
we, we saw previous um, uh, 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 discipline on, on the Fed that they called quantitative easing. In other words, flooding the market with, with uh, mountains of cash. And now they want quantitative tightening. So quantitative tightening, they want to dry up some of that cash. So you dry it up by forcing the banks, forcing in double quotation marks, if you like, forcing the banks to uh, 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 return cash to the, to the Fed by purchasing treasuries. But the treasuries only yield 5%. And the banks are paying 1% to depositors. So why would it, so it's, and, and when the, and the, pardon me, and when the Fed um, uh, uh, raises uh, uh, interest rates, by the way, at the fastest rate in history, hmm. um, treasuries lose value. So the banks, all the banks across the United States are losing value. What does this mean? Last Thursday, one day, this past Thursday, the largest U.S. banks, I'm talking about the, the, the monster banks like Citibank and Wells Fargo and etc., lost in one day collectively $50 billion in one day. Unbelievable. So we need to understand what's behind this. This is, this is really only the tip of this very, very large iceberg. So we're talking the, the planned layoffs in, in, in January and February were already at, at uh, uh, had already risen 427 percent across the United States, the highest spike since nine, uh, since 2009. So. We see how, we, we, we've seen we've discussed how this came about. We've discussed that um, uh, uh, the, 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 bank, the Fed through basically through doing things much too quickly, and by the way, they've not even been successful with it. I mean the, 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 the uh, uh, inflation has uh, um, uh, sort of slowed down slightly from its peak, but inflation is still very high historically across the United States. So we see that the, that the Fed, and we saw it from what Powell stated in la, in, uh, last week, uh, the Fed has every intention of continuing to raise rates. How is it going to affect other banks? We've already seen other banks failing, and we will see many other banks fail in the near future. Okay, and so for those people who want to prepare and avoid that, again, you're saying to... Uh, research for yourself and consider moving your money to a smaller bank. That's what I've I'm saying? been saying now for several months. Get your money out of the very large banks. The larger the bank, this is counterintuitive, so be careful with this. The larger the bank in America today, the greater the risk because of these pressures that we're seeing that the that the federal government is putting up, I, I'm sorry, I said federal government, I meant the Federal Reserve, pardon me. Uh, remember, the Federal Reserve is not owned by the American government Correct. or the own American taxpayers. Right. It's owned by the large banks. So the first tier banks, things like Wells Fargo and, uh, and Citibank and uh, Bank of America are probably not in danger, I'm guessing. But the second tier are, most certainly are. And we're seeing that with uh, Silicon Valley Bank we saw that with uh, Silvergate, which which collapsed uh, uh, a week ago, 
and we're seeing with several other banks that are already collapsing while we're speaking right now. Okay. Some sources have already said that nine banks in California alone are either collapsing or on the verge of collapse. Really That's scary. That's big. That's very, yeah. very big. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, we, we need to move on to other sub- subjects, but I want you to cover the uh, what's been going on here in Israel and how uh, we have avoided that a, a lot You're of very it. Correct. You're very correct. Okay. So we need to look at the, at the Israeli uh, side of it. As, as everyone knows, there's a there's a, a, a an issue in Israel not right now with uh, 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 a lot of uh, political tension surrounding the, the so-called um, uh, um, uh, 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 legal reforms and etc., judicial reforms, and some people, in my estimation, some not very intelligent people, but that's my problem, um, have been st- uh, talking about they're going to move their funds out of Israel because with the judicial reforms, the Israeli economy, I don't know, there's, there's no lots too much they're saying, but the Israeli economy is, is in danger of, of whatever, I don't know what. Well, it turns out that over the last two days, more than $2 billion have returned to Israel somehow, magically. <laughs> because as it turns out, and as anyway, some people may be familiar with the name uh, Guy Bechol, who is right. a, I love a brilliant uh, analyst, yeah. a strategic analyst <laughs> here in Israel. Um, as, he's, uh, uh, as he said on Friday, um, the Israeli economy today is actually... And some people might not be too, um, uh, 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 should not be too shocked to hear this, is actually the strongest economy on the planet right now and the most stable. So a lot of these people that have been talking out of the side of their mouth that they're going to move their cash out have actually been moving their cash in. And Bank Lumi alone, the second largest bank in Israel, has already notified that their depositors have deposited over the last 24 hours, over a billion dollars. One bank. Right. And and also uh, also another bank, Bank Hapoalim. I understand that they said they're going to have their, their staff working overtime to enable Israelis to get their money out of uh, the United States and back into Israel. So, right. Right. and it's very interesting. But we don't know, we don't have numbers from Bank Hapoalim. Bank, Bank Lumi has, I heard it, has, I has, heard it was uh, also over a billion dollars they got I've within a night well, or two. It's a rumor and it's not official yet. Okay. And it makes sense because if Bank Lumi is a, is a billion and Bank Polim is significantly larger, um, then it would make sense for them to be have more. But okay, we don't know the number. And as I said, Israel has many banks, so we, we certainly don't know the total number. Uh, I, I, as an, an educated guess, I would guess it's, it's probably approaching right now Close to $5 billion. But the thing that's going around here, I want everybody to understand, because some people are saying this is a, a sanctification of God's name, a, 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 a Kiddush well, Hashem, the, as they the say. Issue, the issue is this, and this is what I said uh, about, uh, previously before, that well, one thing here is, is, is it's, it's sort of You have 30 humorous. seconds, Mordechai, so quick to, to tell them. Okay. It's almost humorous that, uh, uh, that the SVP, SVB collapsed two days after the American government tried to crash our government. And they failed. The bank collapsed. And instead of the money going out, it's coming back in. So anybody who doesn't see God's hand in that is, I think, a little bit blind. 
Right, and the numbers that went out of Israel were, were around $500 million, and now we've got over $2 billion back into Israel. So Israel, Israel actually benefited from their trying to hurt us. Okay, we're going to be right back, everybody. Don't go anywhere. We are back here at the Tamar Yonah Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Our guest is Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem. And we were talking about the bank run uh, and the, the cascade of collapse. So where would you like to move well, on? Well, in more general terms, we're talking about what's happening strategically across the United States right now. And the bank run is one phenomenon that we're looking at. A very central one, a very important one, but not the only one. We began, by, for instance, by talking about some aspects of the military. And so uh, uh, now let, let's go back to um, uh, some of the health issues. Robert Redford, Dr. Robert Redford. Not the actor. Virologist and formerly the head of the, C, of the American CDC, in a televised congressional briefing, said, and I quote, I think there is no doubt that NIH was funding gain-of-function research, which is a phenomenal statement in itself. Remember, the NIH is under the CDC, and um, uh, 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 Fauci basically screwed his boss. And then he further stated, not only from NIH, but from the State Department, USAID, and from DOD. Now, that is a phenomenal, phenomenal statement. Why would the U.S. Department of Defense fund the Chinese military lab openly working to develop a racially triggered virus intended to destroy the Caucasian race? Why would the son of the president of the United States be working and dealing with China on the level that he did? Why? There's lots of questions well, about American, American politicians in China. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so the idea that the DOD was openly funding this laboratory in Wuhan, China, which is a military installation, pure and purely military. It has never been anything else. Well, I shouldn't say that. The first day that it was opened, it was still not military. It was taken over by the military the day after it was opened, for anyone who's interested in the history of this, uh, of this institution. Um, the New York Times said in 2018, narcotics traffickers profited from the drug trade. Uh, uh, pardon me. Tra- nar- again. Me. <laughs> try that again. Pardon me. In 2018, narcotics traffickers from the, the so-called cartels in south of the, of the United States border profited at, a, at about $500 million in that year, 2018. In 2022, this profit had grown to over $13 billion, where about half of that comes from human trafficking and half of that comes from drugs. Human trafficking, that's a a, a nice way of saying slavery. So um, uh, the United States today is actively, the government of the United States is actively involved in illegal slave trade. 
That's a nasty thing to say that I just said. I'm Very surprised nasty. that they that they let him say that. <laughs> no, no, that's me saying it. Oh, okay. Okay, so let's just pose a question here. U.S. athletes who cho chose not to be vaccinated are barred from competing. While 7 million illegal entrants were generously invited in, provided profligate benefits that U.S. citizens are not allowed without passports, vaccinations, or COVID tests. I don't think that people in Ohio who were simply trod upon and spat upon by, 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 the, by the President uh, 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 Biden maladministration are overly, uh, overly, overly joyed by the benefits given to these illegals who are not citizens, while the people in Ohio are citizens. And no one could care less. But that's been going All on the economic years. issues that I've talked about are systemic, not transitory, and not one-dimensional. In other words, when, I, when he talked about the bank, this particular bank, this particular thing is not the issue. This is a symptom of a larger issue, a larger systemic issue. And that's what's really, really significant here. The new Biden-sponsored U.S. budget is $7 trillion. And if it actually goes through, it is estimated to have a cumulative effect of growing the U.S. debt by an additional $20 trillion atop the existing $32 trillion that exists today in debt. No country in human history has survived that. And once again, to put this into perspective so we know what's going on, and this is something that tomorrow you're, you're really going to love this one. The South Dakota legislature passed a bill outlawing all non-government-sponsored cryptocurrency in order to pave the way for central bank cryptocurrencies. Hmm. And they also, at the same time, this, let this um, uh, bill change the definition of money. <laughs> the governor vetoed the bill. But that's not the end. It's far from it. The same bill is up in, more, in 20 more states already today. Now, in parallel, UNICEF has just re released a report stating that 25% increase in children and women starving around the world. 25% increase. Now, we need to put that into perspective. Well, that's because of global warming. <laughs> yeah, we need to put that into perspective. Since World War II, there has been a steadily, steady, steady, well, my tongue is wrong today. There's been a steady decline in poverty around the world. For the first time in history, we've seen a steady decline all over the world in rates of poverty. For the first time over the past uh, 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 three years, we've seen a steadily, steady increase in the rate of poverty around the world. That is horrible. Mm -hmm. China is brokering a deal between Saudi Arabia and Iran, freezing the U.S. out of the Middle East even more. This puts very, very serious pressure on the petrodollar, which is the primary prop propping up Amer American hegemony. So, again, I'm going back to the dollar now. 
This is definitely a period of what, what used to be called keep your powder dry. This is not a period for complacency. This is not a period for let things roll. This is a period to learn, to constantly figure out things, to constantly understand what's going on, to protect yourself and your families. All right, we have four minutes left to the show. Okay. So we now know that the current unrest in Israeli politics is openly acknowledged to be sponsored by the U.S. State Department. The State Department itself has already acknowledged it. This is no longer a theory. This is no longer a question. They acknowledge it themselves. So is it just chance that uh, U.S. banks just begin to massively collapse two days after the U.S. actively encourages Israeli technology firms with U.S. attachments to withdraw their cash from Israel? Do, 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 do. Twilight Zone music. Okay, I never saw that, but that's okay. I know. <laughs> You're the only person in the world I've ever met <laughs> that doesn't know what the Twilight Zone is. Okay. I know what it is. I just don't. I didn't never. You know, I don't. I don't have a television. I never have had one. Uh, I don't. Whatever. Anyway, um, uh, 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 I'll put on my other hat for the moment, not the researcher hat, but the the, the rabbi hat, and say that um, anybody who doesn't see the hand of the big boss in all this, I don't think really has eyes in his head. <laughs> I, okay. Do you want to go to something else really quick? No, we don't really have time for that. We, we can't just start start something and 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 then just mention half of it and go way in the middle. All right. So we're going to save rule of thumb for metals investing and should Germany exist for another show? You're saying? Yes, I suppose so. Oh, because those were very interesting uh, topics. As well. Okay, let, let's talk just. One minute, one, one and a half, two minutes maximum about Germany. We, yes. we, we know okay. we know that Germany for the first time in 80 years, 78 years to be exact, uh, since the end of World War II, is not only rearming, but it is now it is now announced that it is willing to um, export weapons around the world. First time ever uh, since World War II. Okay, so the question here is very simple. For the past 1,000 years, a millennia, any time the German people were armed and united, there was war in Europe. Every time, look at history, every time for the past 1,000 years, Germans were armed and united, there was war. Is that what we really want right now? No, we've already got a war going in the Ukraine that is unnecessary. That is totally unnecessary and totally ridiculous and totally total stupidity. And horribly tragic. Yeah, I was going to say tragic as well. Uh, I don't know if people are following it, but you know, people are actually following the numbers. But Ukraine has lost more people in this war already than the United States lost in World War II. That is a phenomenal statement. It is a phenomenal statement. And I don't think people realize that. And uh, and at the same time, it's weakening the United States military because their ammunition and uh, weapons are going to another country. And America doesn't have enough to withstand a prolonged war. 
All it right, does we not have to stand a walk for, for, for days. Not really, not only not for long. It's just horrifying. All right, we've got to end it there. I'm so sorry, everybody. Thank you for being with us here at the Tamar Yona Show. Thank you, Dr. Mortify Ben Manukum. Thank you for having me. Where can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips. With scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candlelighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. Howdy, this is Rita from Leak City, Texas, now living in Israel. And though my heart may have belonged to Texas, it now belongs to Israel and all the fantastic show hosts at Israel News Talk Radio. Hi, this is Michael Solomon from Kiryat Arba, Israel. And why do I love listening to Israel News Talk Radio? Because I love listening to the interesting interviews they do and their news reporting that most other media sources don't cover. Hey, this is Nicole Eko from Malmo, Sweden. It gets pretty cold here in Sweden, so I love cuddling up with a warm cup of tea while I listen to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, everybody, this is Frank Norris from Tennessee. Me and my dog Buster really love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. <laughs> You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.